Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. As always, if you are enjoying hanging out with us uh, once a week, please like and subscribe and you can find us basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I am going to jump right in this week to my practice notes. So I mentioned last week, um, I think it was last week that I mentioned it, that I've been kind of doing some new physical activities that are relatively new to me. I've I've done them a little bit, but um, I'm working with a friend who like specializes um, in like weight training and stuff like that. So he's just kind of helping me with some things. And I, part of the reason that I went to him is I've just kind of felt a little bit in a rut with yoga. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. <laughs> I totally am. But I just did. And I was kind of reminded tonight um, because Chrissy Bentley, who has been on the podcast and she has videos on the studio. She's one of our teachers in Kentucky. Hey, Chrissy, we love you. Um, She posted tonight on Instagram that she went to do her practice and she just like couldn't. And so she just stood on her mat and she breathed and then she was done. And um, part of the reason that I sought out this friend was because I was like, I'm feeling just like in a rut with yoga and I want to keep moving my body and maybe I just need to do a different thing. Um, and it's been helpful to <clears throat> one, get me out of the rut, um, and to kind of give my body something different. Um, but then to also remind myself that, um, it is okay to just like step on your mat and breathe if that's all you've got. <laughs> um, and so when Chrissy posted that tonight, I was like, okay, m- you know, mental shift for me, just because I was feeling like I was in a rut with yoga, um, didn't mean that like I abandoned yoga totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. Um, but that sometimes that is just what your yoga looks like is stepping on your mat and breathing and just an encouragement to you. Um, you know, if you're feeling in a rut, you don't have to abandon the whole thing. For me, it was super helpful to find another way to move my body. And then I was like, oh, I feel out of my rut now. Um, but then also like, it's okay to just breathe. Um, and it's important. And sometimes in different seasons of life, um, we need to be more mindful of our breath um, and need to be able to take the time to do that. And I think for so many of us, this is true for me, like learning to breathe and be mindful of my breath came to me in yoga classes on my mat. And so it's helpful to just have that physical reminder of stepping on your mat and allowing yourself some space to breathe. So give yourself what you need. Those are my practice notes for the week. I feel like those are like general practice notes that are woven into all practice notes. Um, But that was just what I was thinking about today. Um, So we are going to jump right into corner of the curve. I'm excited about this. Anna and I had a chance a while back to talk to um, a Curvy Yoga certified teacher. Her name is Julie Macker, and she's really great. We had a really great conversation with her. Um, she went through the certification process last year, and we talked to her right as she had finished up. Um, but she also teaches yoga to people who are hard of hearing and deaf. And so she just has a great pl- platform, and we're so excited um, to be able to share you with her. So let's jump right in. 
Okay. Hi, everybody. Liz and I are here with Julie Macker, who we are so excited to have with us. Yes. Julie is based in Columbia, South Carolina, and just did her Curve Yoga certification with us recently and finished up the middle of 2018. So very exciting to have you here, um, fresh off of your certification. Thank you. So I love the bio that you shared with us, Julie. So I'm going to share it with everybody. Um, <laughs> Julie had no plan of becoming a yoga teacher. Um, same, same. <laughs> yeah, zero, none. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some amazing opportunities just happened to find their way to her. And she said, let's be honest, the universe has a plan, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's so true. Um, she had promised herself not to pay for any further schooling after her PhD. So when these <laughs> opportunities arose, it was hard to say no. Besides, she loves being in school so much. She said she's even going back again soon. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it's hard to offer her learning and have her turn it down. And I feel like I am very similar in that I'm always like, ooh, something else I could be learning. This sounds amazing. <laughs> if they if they would make a paid position to be a permanent student, not where I was continuing to fork out my money to the government, but, you know, pay me to go, like, take every class possible, I would do it. I would do it yeah. starting yesterday. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fabulous. <laughs> You'd be like, don't mind me. I'm an expert in 25 different areas. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, so off the mat, Julie's work as a teacher of the deaf has led her to passion, let, has led to her passion of making yoga more accessible for her students. I love it. Her goal is to provide equal access to quality classes for the deaf students with whom she works, the deaf community, as well as body affirming classes for people of all shapes and sizes. So, That's so great. Yes. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we will jump right in with our questions. So, yep. you know, you mentioned in your bio that we talked about you didn't have a plan of becoming a yoga teacher. And I'm curious about what the idea of yoga practice meant to you when you first started yoga and what it, what it means to you now. Oh, I wonder if everybody has the same concept. Mm. <laughs> so, so before I became a yoga instructor, before I even set foot into that, that, that training, um, yoga practice was a group of people who went to studios and were able to do all of the stuff right. that the was showing them. And then yeah. there was me in the back, frustrated um, and somewhat ignored when people didn't know how to offer modifications. But yoga practice was asana. Mm-hmm. Okay. The yoga practice was exercise. It was um, a way to gain flexibility, I think. Um, I'm trying to think back to that mindset. Right. Yeah. It was, it was pure frustration to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sheer and utter frustration. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before training, yoga was, yoga practice was the asanas. That's, that's all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that leads right to the next question, which is then what does your real life yoga inner body acceptance practice look like now? Oh, it's so different from what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I re <laughs> so, so 
seriously coming into yoga teacher training. I had, I had no, no, this, this thought never crossed my mind, y'all, you know, oh, hey, I think I'll be a yoga teacher. Just wasn't anything that ever popped up on my radar. And um, uh, I had an individual call me and say, hey, you know, some things have happened and we have this. I think you'd be great at this. Come, come take yoga teacher training. And so, you know, you think about it, you ponder it, and then you think, okay, yeah, maybe I'll give this a shot. <laughs> and um, I called a friend, you know, I always take that phone a friend option right before it's too late to back out <laughs> of anything. And I said, I just don't know if this is the right thing to do. You know, I suck at asana. Like, I, I there are positions that I just cannot put my body into. And she said, oh, well, there's great news. There's seven other limbs. Ah, uh-huh. ah that's so good. It's so good. But it still meant nothing to me because I hadn't taken training yet. And I'm thinking yeah. I've got arms and two legs. I've got four limbs. I don't know what she's talking about. Right. (laughs) So then, you know, I Googled seven other limbs of yoga because obviously that means that there's eight, but I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And so you start looking and I'm like, okay, yeah, there might be this, I might be onto something. And then you take yoga teacher training and you realize that it's life altering and that you wish that you could gift that to every single person that you know. Yeah. And so my practice today looks a lot like um, self-care and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, my current practice involves a gratitude journal, morning and night. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't get out of the bed without doing that first, and mm-hmm. I don't go to bed without doing that. Um, intention setting. And I find that from that gratitude journal and my intention setting is where I get a lot of what I know, what I learn I need to meditate on. Mm. Breathing, breathing techniques, the pranayama has been, has been so important. I I find that very little of my practice actually involves asana. Yeah. Ratio wise, not that I don't practice, but that a significant portion of it is everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this kind of leads me right into our next question, which I think you've already opened the door on, but it'd be interesting to hear your take on this is how would you describe what yoga off the mat looks like for you? Mm. Um, off the mat, <laughs> it, it looks off the mat, my yoga practice looks like gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think everything I do comes back to that. I love that. I really do. Because I think that in gratitude, we find ways to be more compassionate to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we find ways to be more compassionate to others. Yeah. We find ways to make time for the things that our body needs. Um, yeah. It looks like gratitude. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And um, what kind of things have you noticed over time with your gratitude practice have shifted, whether that's in your awareness, your way of relating to people, 
Um, I know that for me, I also have a long time gratitude practice, though once a day, not twice. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll I, get there. I'll get to where I'll leave it once a day. <laughs> and what I feel like I've noticed is I have a finer tuned attention to the little things in my life and feel like I'm able to kind of see them and be more grateful for them than I would have in the past. So I'm wondering what you've noticed. Yeah, absolutely. All that and then some. I think yeah. that one of the, the biggest shift that's happened for me is in conversations with people. Um, I used to take on people's negativity. Yeah. Um, conversations with others and presence, even just being in somebody's presence who has, you know, kind of negative or toxic vibes going on. It's really easy to take that on, whether you know it or not. And I think that my gratitude practice has helped me to really not only notice when something is not mine to take on, um, but to, but to relate to people in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, When somebody says something that's super negative, you know, I can say, whether it be thinking it to myself or if they're in a place I'm in a, I'm in a situation where I know I can talk to this person openly. Yeah. Um, I might even say something out loud, you know, Oh, I hate to do this. Yeah. But that means that this, you know, as I sit here and look at um, this pile of Mount Washmore that has come out of my dryer (laughs) folded and put away, I hate doing laundry. But laundry means that I have a washing machine and a house in which I can do my laundry and clothing to wear to a job that I'd like. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a snowball effect. When you start finding gratitude in little things, it can snowball to the big things. And, and if you start finding gratitude in something larger, then it also trickles down to finding gratitude in those little things. Yeah, I yeah. think that's really true. That. It is. That's so good. So what has surprised you um, most about working with your own body acceptance? <laughs> <laughs> surprised me the most is that um, I really am getting to a place where I'm finally comfortable Mm. Yeah. That has taken, I'm 43. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm still not a hundred percent there, mm-hmm. but I think it has surprised me how, when I've through my practice and through figuring out who I am and what is mine to take on and what isn't mine to take on, I've learned that a lot of what I have processed about my body have not been my own thoughts about my yes body. yeah they have been what other people have provided me mm-hmm. that I have that I have taken on as as mine to carry and it's not um other people's opinions other people's thoughts you know and that's that's friends and family and media and it comes from everywhere yeah yeah, you're speaking Liz's language. I feel like this is your favorite topic, Liz. 100%. I just stopped and said, wait, did she say that or did I say that? 
There's just so I much in it. This all the time. I talk about like just having that filter where you can filter out what is me and what is someone else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and a lot of that has come from some very serious boundary setting that I've done lately. So I feel like all of that just kind of combines and puts you in a really good place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love it. So how do you handle things like maybe not practicing? I know you talked earlier about how your practice originally was more asana-based and now it's less asana-based. Um, are there times in the past when you felt like your yoga practice should be something other than what it was? And I'm curious how you handled that. And then if that's something that comes up for you sometimes today, how you handle that now? It came up this morning, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, you know, as I laid in bed and hit the snooze one more time, instead of getting up and which would have given me time to, you know, come out in the living room and do a few sun salutations. But what my body needed this morning was a little more sleep. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's the other thing that comes from truly practicing yoga. And and I love the word practice because there's nothing about any of this that we are ever going to master. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Which is also one of those misconceptions I had in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I can turn upside down, I'm going to have this all figured out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's just not the goal, which is which is so important to keep in mind. And I think that grants us some, some grace um, because if I don't do it today, I'm still giving myself what I needed in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the same thing is so true of body acceptance, like you were saying earlier, that I think there's an idea where we kind of like are going to get to this place and then be done with it. But I really do think it's more a practice, exactly how you're describing it. It really is. And, you know, I have I have days where I'm like, "Mm -mm, not today. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then there's days where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Feeling pretty good. But that does come from being able to appreciate what I have going on inside my body in that moment. Yeah. You know, it, it really and truly is a, it, it's a constant. It's, you know, stopping and thinking, how much is this, this thought that's crossing my mind, really going to affect everything else that's happening in my life? Or is this just one of those thoughts that I need to say <laughs> that came from somewhere else and let it go, put it yeah. in the blow it away, you know, yeah. because it doesn't belong here. <laughs> right. And occupying space. This is not where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think that that process gets easier over time like that. You know, at first you maybe are constantly wrestling with, oh, I need to stop and remind myself to filter this. Yes. Um, and it gets easier. But like you said, it's never something that you master. You may yeah. have a week where like you're great and you're on top of it. And then you have another week where you're like really wrestling with reminding yourself. Yeah. And that, that hour by hour throughout the day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's so true. I got to get off of this roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a constant 
it's a constant practice, but it's like anything that you practice. The more often you do it, the easier it gets. It's kind of like meditation. You know, I, I always thought that people who could meditate could sit down and just be in silence with no thoughts for the time. And that is so not how it works, but recognizing them, bringing your attention to it, recognizing it, acknowledging it, and then letting it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Please don't break out in the song. <laughs> this conversation will be over. Please don't start singing. But <laughs> don't worry. Neither one of us were going to sing for it. sure. <laughs> we gave somebody an earworm just now. That'll be much appreciated. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, what advice um, do you have for people who either don't know how to get started? with a yoga or, or body acceptance practice, or they have started, but they feel stuck? Um, I think first and foremost, it's important to know that stuck is going to happen from time yeah. to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have stuck times. Yeah. And sometimes the stuck lasts less than a day. And sometimes, you know, like you said, it can be a week or longer. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a huge part of what makes us human. It's human nature, you know, to sometimes take on things and, and hold on to them. Um, but I think advice that I would give would be to, to keep processing, um, what is and isn't yours. Hmm. Where, where did those thoughts come from? You know, I'm, um, the, the getting ready to go back to school thing that I'm doing is actually for <laughs> psychology. Um, I have an opportunity to become a school psychologist, which I think is really important in my field Great. because we need equitable um, evaluations, equal access to evaluations for deaf students. That being said, so much of, of what I've done, even in education, and a lot of what I read just for fun on the side comes from that realm of psychology. And so really analyzing where our thoughts come from those yeah. past and, and our behaviors because self-deprecating behavior is not something that we are born with. Hmm. Kids love themselves. Babies love reaching for feet and their bellies. And, and, you know, at some point somebody told us this isn't what we should look like. Right. Yeah. And whoever that was, first of all, doesn't have any business telling me what I should look like. (laughs) Second of all, probably didn't say it from a place of genuine concern, probably said it from a place of, oh, this is different and that's not acceptable. Yeah. Um, So really just figuring out what the thoughts are, where they came from, how we're taking those on. Um, And, you know, being stuck might be stuck for a while while you figure that out, but getting to a point where you can recognize that's not, that's not my thought. Right. Hey, their thought as it pops up. Hey, how you doing? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Not mine. You're not mine to take on. Um, And I'm not saying that I am by any stretch advanced in body acceptance um, because I still have a lot of things I struggle with 
But I think that's also important as you share that journey with other people to know that I just, as we were saying, I don't think, I don't think there's a goal. I don't think there's a place that you'll get where you're like, yep, this is me and I'm okay with it. And I am fully accepting this body the way it is. And I, I, everything is great. Yeah. Right. Uh, because even if you get to that point, then your body changes. Changes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. It's 40 and holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, I wake up with a new little cracker pop every day. (laughs) So is there anything else you'd like to share before we hop off, Julie? Um, I think I would like to say thank you to the two of you. Mm. Uh, I, my journey through yoga prior to yoga teacher training was probably a 10 or 12 year process. Um. That never lasted more than one class. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then months, and I would go back and try again, and it would be so frustrating. Yeah. And I, I had, I had read your book, and I had read a couple other books, you know, from, from body positive, body positivity and yoga, yoga folks along the way, and realizing that there was a training for this that I could take at the same time I did my training, and know that I could provide classes for people who look like me by people who look like them. Yeah. Because talking about it is one thing, but representation is another. Sure. And I am beyond grateful for, for the class that you guys offered and, and the, um, the training and, and the presence and, um, you know, the information that you're spreading and these podcasts and everything else that you're doing. So thank you. Thank oh, you thank so you. much. And yeah, that gratitude goes both ways because we are both all about you sharing it in your community and bringing it into life in your own way. And that's not yeah. possible without you and your fellow teachers. So thank yeah. you. And thank Look you. Look at all that gratitude. That's See? right. <laughs> you really brought it full circle. <laughs> so thank you also for being on the podcast and to all of you for listening okay we are back i hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking to her um i've said this before but we love our teachers and so we're so thankful for opportunities to get to catch up with them and hear what they're doing um and to be able to share those things with you guys is just a gift so Thank you to all of our teachers. If you're listening, uh, we adore you. I have a resource for you this week. Um, sh- this is one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram. And uh, the the Instagram name is Marina Ferrari Nutrition. And it will be posted in the show notes. Um, so you don't have to like frantically figure out how to spell it right now. <laughs> um, but she is a health at every size nutritionist who I think is based in England, maybe. Um, and her feed is just words. So she's a great person to follow, especially if you're struggling kind of with social media. I've seen a lot of people posting lately that social media is kind of like making them feel just bad. Um, but if that's true for you, or if not, she's still a great person to follow. So it's just words that she posts, uh, just like a couple sentences and, um, they're just, they're just really encouraging. So I would encourage you to follow her for sure. She just has some like great tips and advice. And sometimes you just are like mindlessly scrolling and it's nice to see, 
just something that kind of brings you back to like, oh, okay, (laughs) this is good. This is good. So she's really great. And we'll post a link so that you can find it easily. Next is my favorite thing I get to share with you, uh, my gratitude for the week. Um, I think just like how I was talking earlier about getting in a rut with yoga, sometimes we just kind of like get in the routine of like daily life and we just do the things that we're doing and um, can kind of forget about being grateful and the things that we're really grateful for and have gratitude for and can you know, just kind of take those things for granted. And so I um, had an opportunity to meet with someone yesterday who um, was filling a need that had kind of come across my desk. And I reached out to some people and she was like, oh, I got that. And so we were talking yesterday um, and it was just an opportunity for me to kind of share with her some of the things that I've been able to witness and experience in our community over the last oh, six years. Um, and having just that conversation with her was just a reminder to me of all the like great, wonderful things and miracles and <laughs> Uh, just community showing up that I've been able to witness um, for the last six years. And I just like needed that reminder yesterday. I think um, it's something that I pause and think about often, but we've just been like going, 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 going lately. And I haven't really sat in it. And I needed to just kind of like sit in it yesterday and be thankful for the way that life has played out and for the community that it's led us to and for the work that it's allowed me to do. And so I'm just thankful for those like random conversations that you don't really think you're going to be anything. And then it turns into me like, you know, spending the rest of the day crying because I'm thankful. (laughs) which is exactly what happened. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for joining us again. As always, um, like I said earlier, we love getting to spend just a little bit of time with you. So I will lead us through just one deep breath together to close. Inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.